0: Hey guys, it's uh, Dave Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Google Play podcast. where I talk about buying, selling, financing, managing small and medium-sized businesses. A little bit of a different setup here tonight because I've literally just got finished unpacking after having spent 16 hours uh, on an overnight flight that crossed six time zones, so it was like a double long night Uh, in an airplane, and I didn't really get much sleep coming back from Africa from my trip. So I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about the trip. And for those of you that were curious, um, you know, thank you for all the positive vibes that you did send me last week when I released that video, because I did reach the topmost peak of Kilimanjaro, which is called Uhuru Peak. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a quick synopsis of my hike, uh, which, which took five days to get up and two days to get down. But then more importantly, we're gonna we're gonna talk about business because that's what this channel is all about. so so basically, I you know was invited over a year ago by my girlfriend Natalie. She said, "Hey, let's go hike Kilimanjaro in Africa. It's one of the world's it's is the world's tallest free standing peak, and you can hike up without using mountaineering equipment like helmets and ropes and you know axes and things like that. And so I said, sure, it sounds like fun because I've always been into hiking and doing outdoor adventures. So so we went and we we left here on September 16th. We flew over to Tanzania, which I've now learned is actually pronounced Tanzania by the people who live there. Um, and we met a crew, uh, our guides and our porters and everyone. So, so we were eight people hiking up the mountain and we were supported by 27 staff. So those were porters, cooks, um, the guides, the assistant guides, uh, toilet technicians who carried our porta-potties and little private bathrooms up there, uh, the cook, the cook's assistant, the servers, uh, the tent technicians, all this this whole army of people supported us. And I brought my microphone with me, and here's what my idea was. My idea was that I would record little clips as I went up the mountain, And talk with my fellow hikers because uh, there were quite a few business people amongst our group. So we had a group of eight. Sorry, I came back with a little bit of a cough. We had a group of eight that went up the mountain, and one was me. Um, And then we had the 20 year old breakfast restaurant server. And then we had the HR manager of a big hotel. Um, And then we had um, uh, the travel agent, Natalie, my girlfriend. And we also had the couple, Ralph and Lucy, who bought a business 20 years ago and now are approaching the point where they're thinking of, of wanting to sell it. There was Ian, who's the 50-year-old who did successfully sell his business about a year and a half ago um, and is a regular follower of this channel. And so what I, what I thought I would do is I would talk with these people. And then there was Angie, who the recently graduated massage therapist, who used to run her own business in uh, fitness and exercise, doing yoga studio and that kind of thing. And so what my idea was is that I would hike up the mountain and I would have conversations with these people and I would talk with them about business and I would put it all together in this amazing, you know, sort of audio documentary like as though I worked for NPR or something like that. Well, here's the reality of what happened. Um, We would hike all day long for six to 10 hours and as we went higher and higher, the air got thinner and thinner and we would get to camp. We'd be totally worn out. Um, all we would want to do is go to bed, but the guides made us come and eat and we would try to eat, but the altitude was affecting our appetites. And so it was difficult to eat. And then we would go to sleep. And again, the altitude, the cold weather, etc., the noise from our camp and, the, and other people, because you're in these big campsites where all these different guiding companies are are bringing people together and so there's people coughing and there's people talking and there's people laughing and and all this stuff to keep you up so uh, I had a couple of nights where I was lucky to get a couple, like one or two hours of sleep and there was one night that I got really cold and you know most nights I just had no energy and by the time we finished supper um, everyone just wanted to use the toilet and go to bed and as you get higher and higher into the mountain and the air starts to get thinner and thinner, the pace starts to slow down. But what I didn't fully appreciate is how everything slows down, including my mind. So I'll give you an example. You're walking up on the mountain. This was at one point we were approaching what's called Lava Tower, which is close to 15,000 feet. And I was using trekking poles. And so I would take a few steps and then have to pause and breathe and I would take a few steps and pause and breathe, take a few steps, pause and breathe. So there were no conversations going on on the trail. And when we got to Lava Rock, the whole point of climbing up that high was acclimatization. So we had lunch there and we tried to stay there for an hour and a half. And then we came down a couple thousand feet to our campsite for the night. And then we would camp and then the next day, we would then hike back up a different way to the base camp, which was at the same altitude as Lava Rock. And every night the guides are testing your finger to find out what your blood oxygen level is and what your heart rate is and stuff like this to make sure that you're you're being safe, that you're within the safe zone. So on the final night, and if you're listening to the audio of this, you might want to watch the video because I'm gonna pop in, I'm popping in some photos here as I tell the story. So the last night we get into camp around five o'clock, grab a quick bite, and go straight to bed and they wake us up at 11 o'clock because by midnight we have to be on the trail to do the final ascent to the very peak of the mountain. And the reason for this is that the trail is made out of sand and gravel, and when the sun hits it, it becomes all loose. And so if you're trying to hike up, it, it starts to slide, it crumbles, et cetera. So what they've discovered is that they need to hike up this trail while it's frozen. And so we left camp at midnight, it's dark, it's cold, we're climbing, you know, from close to sixteen thousand feet up to up to over nineteen thousand feet in the dark, and freezing our butts off. And people are getting sick from the altitude; they're they're vomiting on the trail. Um, you're literally walking at the pace you would walk if you were walking beside an eighteen-month-old child learning to walk, just a very slow, measured pace. So um, I think that the actual distance was only a couple of kilometers that we hiked that night, but it took us, well, I mean, we didn't get up there left at midnight. I didn't reach the top till close to 10 AM. So got up to the top and that's when, you know, one of the members of our party actually started to act delirious and got all dizzy. They tested her oxygen, realized she had fallen too low And two porters grabbed her and down the mountain she went, right? So I made it to the top peak and then immediately we started head down. And that night after summiting at before noon by 6 p.m. that night, we were halfway down the mountain. And then the next day we, we, we got off the mountain. So it was an incredible journey. It was one of the most difficult things that I've ever done. But I I want to get this totally straight. It it was by far the most challenging thing. And at one point on summit night, all I was doing was watching the feet of the person in front of me, just watching that person as they took two steps. I took two steps. They took two steps. I took two steps. Always then with a pause, leaning on my poles and breathing. The whole summit night you're feeling like you've just run a marathon just you're breathing in and out the whole time and so none of those interviews I had planned with the business owners ever happened Um, but I intend to have them on the show because when we did manage to have a little bit of back and forth on the trail and break times and this kind of thing uh, I discovered that there are some really interesting stories there that you guys are going to want to hear so I'm going to connect with those people on Zoom, and we're going to put up some new videos just with them. But what I wanted to do for today is I wanted to I wanted to sort of bring back the whole idea of what I what business people can learn from this adventure that I went on to hike up this mountain. Um, because as I was walking and the air was getting thinner, what I started to notice is that my mind started to slow down. And typically my mind is racing all the time. I can't get it to stop. And just thinking about one thing after another. And then as each new piece of stimulus comes at me, it creates a whole bunch of new ideas, right? And right now I'm very tired because I haven't slept probably in about 36 hours. But um, here are some of the things that I was thinking about while I was trying not to waste energy by talking. So one of the first things that, that I take away from the hike up Kilimanjaro and how it relates to business is that I knew that I was going to be able to do it because every year, like 30,000 people do it and fewer than 25 have any kind of serious complication related to being injured or altitude sickness. So in business, what I like to say is, is go where others have been. And this is one of the reasons why I continuously reinforce the idea of buying a successful business instead of starting one. But even if you're going to start a business, don't get caught in this silly idea that you're going to start a business that has no competition because you're the only one doing it. If there are three shoe stores in your town and everyone's making a living, that means there's a demand for shoes. People understand the shoe business. They like to go to shoe stores and they like to buy shoes. So... Doing what other people have done is a sure path to success rather than me picking some random mountain I've never heard of before and just going and hiking up to the top, right? So go where others have been. Um, Second thing that I learned from my hike up Kilimanjaro um, that is really valuable is get the right experts and use them. So (coughs) the guides... That we had there was the the lead guide his name was hardson and then there were three assistants jackson andrew and francis and these were the guys who spoke pretty good english most of the other crew um, mainly spoke swahili and so they we didn't have a whole lot of interaction with them but these guys spoke really good english and they were the ones who told us what our plan was every day what our goals were what we were going to try to achieve they were the ones who who let us know what to look for in our bodies so You know, they would say, if your fingers are tingling, let us know. If you feel lightheaded, let us know. And they would constantly be reminding us of these different symptoms and things that we were to be looking out for to protect ourselves. So these guys go up that, to the peak of that mountain, um, like 20, 30 times a year. So they've been there before. They know what they're doing. Um, When they noticed that Natalie got a little bit lightheaded and started to be delirious. Just by watching her behavior, they knew immediately something was wrong. They used their little medical device to measure her her blood oxygen level. And when they saw that there was a problem, they got her down off the mountain right away. So in business, what I often find is that business owners, entrepreneurs, will get caught up in this idea that they can do everything themselves. And they won't want to get expert advice and help from people who know what they're doing in this situation. And so that's the number two thing that I think we can take from this hike up Kilimanjaro when it comes to business is get experts and use them. Number three, take care of yourself. When we got up high in the altitude, the last thing you're thinking about is eating and you're expending a huge number of calories. And Hartson and the other um, guides would constantly be saying to us, like, eat. We would have a plate of food put in front of us at supper time, and they would say, eat it all. I'm not hungry. Eat it all. I'm not hungry. You can't go to bed till you eat your food. Like, they would make sure that we took care of ourselves and we took in enough calories. When we were up at the top of the hill, at the top of the mountain, and when you first come over the edge at the very top... There's a place called Stella Point, um, which is one of the three peaks of Kilimanjaro, and I was there sitting with uh, with Anna, the um, the server, and one of the one of the guides said, "Anna, eat some chocolate," and she said, "I don't like chocolate," and he said, "Eat some chocolate. You need energy," and she said, "I don't have any," and he said, "We gave you some this morning in the bag with the cookies and the apple. There was a chocolate bar in there." Right? So they were always getting us to take care of ourselves so that we had the energy and we had the calories that we needed to keep going. And what the parallel that I see in business with this is that I very often find business owners um, who will not take care of themselves. They don't take the right amount of time off. They let themselves work all the time. And they, they don't sit back and let other people do their thing. So they they have a problem with delegation. And and what it means is that they always end up in the middle of everything. So even though they have the proper resources on staff of people to help them and work with them, they still are in there all the time. And what ends up happening, of course, is that you get burned out. You run out of energy. And then you can't move forward because you don't have the calories to burn. So that's number three. Take care of yourself. This is what I, I learned on the mountain. Number four. Get the proper tools. So... Um around here when I do my hikes and things in the woods, I typically use hiking sneakers. Um mostly because you know if something goes wrong and I end up with wet feet or whatever, I just I come home, right? Because I'm I'm in my own region, I'm in my own backyard, and I, I know the trails and I know the weather forecast. So I knew that when I flew to Africa It didn't matter what the weather forecast was going to be. We were going a certain journey every day, and I was going to have to do it. So it meant getting down to basics and making lists, making sure I had the proper rain gear, making sure I had rain, you know, jacket, pants, gaiters, um, (coughs) making sure I had the proper cold weather gear, Um, my boots, for example. So I went to Bass Pro Shops, and back in the spring, And I told the guy there what I was doing, hiking up Kilimanjaro. And, you know, there's the $59 house brand hiking boots. And then there's the $300 Solomon hiking boots. And I didn't go with the cheap ones and I didn't go with the Solomons. I picked one in the middle, uh, Merrill or Morel. They were awesome. Half the people on the team were complaining about their toes being pinched or their heels having blisters while they were trying to hike up the mountain. I bought these boots back in the spring. I did some hikes here locally with them. I took them to Newfoundland when I went hiking in July. Um, And every night I looked at my feet and they were in great condition. So get the proper tools. And when I talk with business owners, one of the things that I see over and over again is that people are afraid of building up their overhead. They're afraid of taking on expenses and what they end up doing is they end up trying to jerry-rig the systems in their business without using the proper tools. So, for example, I use Zoom with my Business Buyer Adventure Group. And it allows us to have meetings with multiple people really easily. And it's if you've watched any of my videos where I've interviewed people over the last year, you've seen the Zoom screens with the two faces side by each. And there's a free version of Zoom but it limits your calls to 40 minutes. And there's a paid version of Zoom which lets you talk as much as you want. Well, how silly would it be for me to have to say to people, I can't talk with you for more than 40 minutes because I use a free version of a tool. You know, If I'm serious about my business and I'm serious about helping people and I expect people to pay me hundreds of dollars an hour for my advice and analysis, does it not make? <coughs> excuse me. Does it not make sense for me to spend like twenty bucks a month to get the right tool so that I don't have to worry about how long I'm going to end up talking with somebody, right? So these are the things that I was thinking about when I was staring at the feet of the person ahead of me climbing up the mountain, because um, I knew I was going to have to make this video once I got home, and uh, and I hadn't made all the recordings of the other business owners, so. While I was away though, I got a lot of great questions that have come in. So once we get back to our normal schedule of me answering questions that you guys have sent in, there's some doozies coming up that I know that you're going to enjoy. And thank you for all of you guys that were spending me positive vibes and keeping me in your thoughts last Friday, because I know that it was part of the reason why I had the strength to get up there. And uh, wow, what an adventure. I'm super happy that I did it and I don't think I'm ever going to do anything like that again. Yeah. If you haven't already, go over to davidcbarnett.com, sign up for my email list. And if you want to buy a business, of course, go to businessbuyeradvantage.com, sign up for the online course and learn about my group coaching program uh, for those of you that finished the course and want a little bit of extra help from me. And with that, I'm going to Post this online and stuff, and I'm going to bed. Talk to you soon.